name is Michael Prejean. The network is our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. Every episode is designed to help the physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health of Black people living in and traveling through America. Today's guest is a professional organizer, the owner, operator of Wake, Pray, Create, Mississippi, LLC. I'm assuming that's what the MS is for, right, McKee? It could be for MS or it could be for my initials, McKee site. So whichever works for you. Okay. So the owner operator of Wake, Pray, Create, professional organizer, McKee Sykes. McKee, welcome. How are you today? Thank you. I am doing well. I can't complain. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here. This is, um, we need this. We need this conversation today. Um, I know a lot of people who need this, some really good stuff on the way, some really good stuff that we're going to talk about. So let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about McKee Sykes. Who is McKee? Where's McKee from? How did she grow up? (laughs) Well, um, McKee Sykes, that's me. I was born and raised here in Mississippi. I am from a very small town called uh, Salis, Mississippi which is about 10 miles west of a, a slightly large, slightly bigger town called Kosciuszko. How uh, many stoplights in your town? Well, in my town where I grew up, there's no stoplights. There's only a couple of, uh, there's only a couple of convenience stores. And just to show you how, <laughs> how small it is, we just got a Dollar General like, like a year ago. So that's like a big thing where I where I come from. Okay, that is small. That's a small, <laughs> small. town. Um, that's about 10 miles outside of Kosciuszko, Mississippi, which I think a lot of people may be familiar with because Kosciuszko is the hometown of our beloved Oprah Winfrey. So, Oprah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, I tend to tell people when they ask me where I'm from, I usually just say Kosciuszko because a lot of people have heard of Kosciuszko by way of Oprah Winfrey. So um, I grew up on a farm, dirt road country, um, I might add. I grew up on a farm. I am the youngest of seven. I have five sisters. I have one brother. I pretty much grew up as an only child. There's a huge age gap between me and my siblings. Um, My parents were both educators. My mother was a school librarian for the elementary school. My dad was the vice principal, math teacher, uh, math teacher. He was the uh, vice principal, math teacher. He was a basketball coach. He was a football coach. And he was uh, the school bus driver. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. He did it all. He did it all. He wore many hats. And so uh, he did that during the day. And in the evening, he was a farmer. So we grew our own produce. We had peas, we had corn, we had butter beans, collard greens, all the vegetables you could think of. And plus my dad had cattle, heads of cattle. So I grew up, I spent many summers in uh, pea patches, picking peas and shelling peas and picking corn and shelling corn and all that kind of stuff. So I had a real country, country life growing up. (laughs) Okay. 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 So was the entire community kind of like a farming community? Yes. Uh, Where I lived, uh, my grandparents, my great aunts and uncles, second and third cousins, they were all farmers. So our land is kind of connected together and we would do everything together. We would share, you know, what we didn't have. They would share with us what we had and they didn't have, we would share with them. So, you know, it was a real community effort. And of course, for those that weren't necessarily into farming, we would share, you know, our crops or sell, you know, some of our crops um, to local neighbors and things like that. Okay. Okay. So I'm assuming you have a green thumb. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't grow, I don't grow vegetables now. I have three plants, but. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause that was my. That was my next question. I was going to ask you if you if you were growing any vegetables on your own. But if you wanted to, could you? I've tried my hand at a couple of tomato plants. I don't have the patience to water them and, 
you know, try to protect them from direct sunlight all the time. And so they typically fall by the wayside. So I just kind of stick to indoor plants. So. Okay. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. So let me ask you this before we move on to the next thing. Um, growing up in a farming community, do we need more farmers? Specifically, do we need more black families who are farming? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's a dying uh, profession, especially with black communities, just because our generation is not, I don't think agriculture is really stressed in a lot of schools, maybe in rural schools, perhaps, but it really wasn't stressed when I was growing up. Um, we didn't have a lot of agriculture classes that kids could participate in, like 4-H and all that kind of stuff. Those uh, courses kind of fell by the wayside. Um, I don't know a lot of Black farmers uh, now back home. I know those that have heads of cattle, but they're not really growing um, fields of, you know, produce and things like that, like the way I grew up. So I do think that it is a dying profession. It would be nice to see more Black um, farmers, uh, you know, in our communities, but I think that's something that has to come through the school and, you know, teachers and, you know, school boards really have to implement those agricultural courses and make it available to students because everybody doesn't want to necessarily go to college or if they do want to go to college, you know, they may not want to get into a white collar field. They may want to, you know, um, go back into their communities and have farms. And, you know, if they're equipped with it, I think it could be much more successful. Definitely. Definitely. I I wish um, I knew how to farm. I actually have a, a, a guest coming on in the near future, who is going to, you know, kind of break down some farming stuff for us because, <laughs> you know, I think we definitely need, um, you know, we, we, we need to be able to cultivate the land and, and grow some of our own things. Yeah. All right. So small town, tell me what the name of your hometown was again. It's Salas. Salas. So you leave Salas and then you go to Mississippi state, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was that like? Was it kind of like an adventure going from small town to, you know, a big college town? Absolutely. Um, I graduated from a black high school. Um, So we didn't have a lot of um, white students or other races attending our school. It was all black. I do. We did have a few white students and actually one white student uh, did graduate in my class. But, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with, you know, large groups of white people. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Mississippi State, it was definitely a culture shock. You know, you saw all walks of life, white, black, um, Middle Eastern, um, Asian, you name it. It was like a a melting pot of different cultures. So it was definitely a an experience for me that I really appreciated. Okay, I, I'm j- just wondering why why is Starkville, Mississippi called Stark Vegas? <laughs> I, you know, I, my y'all, your family, your family, you know. So my family is from Mississippi, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how is I love Mississippi. Let me say that first, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how anything in Mississippi is called Vegas. So br- break that down for me at least. I honestly cannot tell you where the name star vegas came from because i don't think it was really a thing when we were in college it was something that was kind of established much later after i had graduated and moved on um (laughs) so i really can't tell you why it's called star vegas but it's called star vegas okay okay (laughs) that's a new thing that's a new thing so what what is um what did you study while you were there I studied English. Uh, When I went to college, my goal was I was going to become an attorney. I uh, just knew that I was going to be a prosecutor and I was going to put the bad guys in jail. And probably probably after my sophomore year, I realized, yeah, this ain't this ain't what I want. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, I've got multiple more years after college and I was like you know what yeah I don't want to do this and by that point I was too far in my uh, degree 
to change and have to kind of either start over or spend an extra year. So I just kind of stuck with English and graduated in uh, May of 2005, summer of 2005. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so we're, we're going to jump into um, what I, I'm, I'm really excited about talking <laughs> to you about, you know, which is which is wake, pray, create. Um, but before we do that, tell everybody where they can find you because I know that after they hear this conversation, they're definitely going to go and look you up. So where can where can we find you? Well, you can find me on social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Wake Pray Create. I also have a website which is Wake Pray Create in my initials MS at the end. So you definitely can find me on those three platforms. And if you have any questions, you know, either shoot me a a message, you can email me at hello at wakepraycreatems.com or you can shoot me a DM in Instagram or a message on Facebook. Okay, so tell me tell me about the name Wake Pray Create. How'd you come up with that name? It was really just something that just kind of kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, when I was thinking of my business name, it really was, it originally just kind of started with home decor first with mixed with a little home organization but as i kind of started to kind of delve into more organization it just kind of made sense to just kind of keep the name i kind of built a little bit of a following and so i didn't want to have to change my name and start all over again but i just feel like you know when you wake up you want to feel rejuvenated from your last night's sleep and you just want to of course you want to pray about your day and then you really want to you know kind of delve into your creativity and so i feel like with my name um wake pray create we can create some spaces that you can learn to love and enjoy for the rest of your life (laughs) okay okay so so this takes us into your why what you are passionate about so in your questionnaire you said that you are most passionate about organizing. Mm-hmm. Dive into that for us. Well, I always say that organizing or organization is a form of self-care. And a lot of people don't think that. But people fail to realize that, you know, organizing, having visual clutter in your home, it really wears, it can really wear on your mental state. It affects mm-hmm. you emotionally. It affects, affects you mentally. Um, it affects you physically sometimes. It impacts your relationships with your family family members. It can cause stress on your relationships with your significant others because you may have a lot of clutter and your significant other wants you to do something about it and you just don't have the tools to really tackle the problem. And so, of course, that impacts you a great deal. Um, a lot of people are ashamed of their homes because of the clutter. You know, it's a very isolating um, experience. You're embarrassed by your space. You don't invite family members over. You don't invite friends over. Your children can't invite friends over. And so you find yourself cooped up in this house and you feel the walls closing in on you. And so what I like to, you know, shed light on is that you don't have to live that way a lot of times people have the ability to organize they just don't know where to start and so Mm -hmm. that's where people Mm -hmm. like me come in i you know we pick a spot that's bothering you the most and we just kind of slowly chip away at it until we get to a point where we've eliminated all of the things that no longer serve joy for you whether those are clothes that you've outgrown toys that the children have outgrown or broken their damage, whether it's expired food that you had long forgotten about, whatever the case may be, we eliminate those things so that you now have a space where you can now organize what you have left in a system that you can easily find things. You're not wasting valuable time looking for stuff. You're not tripping over things. And now you have this space that you can now 
relax in and you can be proud of. I always say that your home is your oasis. It is your safe haven. Um, it is the place where you come to revive and rejuvenate yourself from all of the stresses of the world. And it's really hard to do that when you come home or you dread coming home because you don't like the state your home is in. So I really am passionate about changing homes because it's not just about changing your home, it's about changing your life, changing your way of thinking, change, breaking old habits. Um, so I really encourage families, you know, when I have clients that, you know, have a home with a spouse or children, you really need to bring them on board because if they're not, if you guys are not all on the same page, they could unintentionally um, sabotage what it is that you're trying to do because you're wanting to be more organized and they didn't get the memo about it. And so they're kind of still doing the same old thing and it's causing frustration with you, which could eventually cause problems and resentment in the relationship in the home. So I definitely feel like, like I said, I feel like it's a, self, a form of self-care. If you're organized, it just makes your day go a whole lot smoother. Yes. So for those of you who are listening, you are listening to an organizational <laughs> professional. So I, I don't I don't know if y'all, you know, just heard how she was breaking that down. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you are looking at an organizational <laughs> professional. So if you are listening on uh podcast, make sure you go to iTunes, give us five stars. I definitely appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, make sure you subscribe. Um, follow the podcast on Facebook, The Network with Michael Prejean, and then mosey on over to Instagram, the underscore network underscore podcast. Okay, McKee, I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. The first thing is, so you, you know, you mentioned that organizing comes easy for you. Mm -hmm. Have you encountered any people where it is just extremely difficult for them to get organized. Like, cause I, I know you mentioned that everybody can do it, but they don't know where to start. Ha, ha, have you met somebody who was just kind of desperate? Like, Hey, I, I can't do this. I need your help. Oh yeah. A lot of my clients are, you know, um, they're very overwhelmed. It's just like I, they've attempted to do it. They've started somewhere and they start pulling out stuff and, you know, 30 minutes or an hour into it, they look around and they're, they're whatever space they're in, it looks like a, a bomb just went off and they can't make heads of tails of what they're going to keep or what they're going to throw away and they get frustrated and they just, you know, collapse in it almost. But I have had clients that really kind of, they need a lot of help in terms of, you know, kind of staying on track. I do have clients that can kind of get easily distracted with projects and things. And so they start something and, you know, they get distracted with something else, whether it's kids or work or life or whatever. And so they have a million different projects around their home that they've started, but they have not completed. And so what I like to do with those clients is I like to say, okay, um, let's eliminate some of these projects. You know, you can't do everything and it's okay to, you know, delegate some responsibilities. Maybe you need to hire somebody else to come in and do this. Maybe you need to hire somebody else to come in and do that, you know, because you just don't have the time. You don't have the patience. You don't have the attention span, so to speak, to focus on all of these projects at once. So a lot of times, you know, just hearing that they're like, you know, I never looked at it that way. And it, you can just see a weight lifted off their shoulders because they're trying to do everything all at once. And they realize they only have two hands and they're only one person. And there's only so many hours in the day. So delegating things doesn't make you a, a, doesn't make you a failure. doesn't make you a bad parent. doesn't make you a bad spouse. It just says I'm human and I can't be everything to everybody. I can't do everything for everybody. I'm just, it's just impossible. And once they get to that point, you really start to see a shift in the way they think. And um, they're much more open to the process and they're not as um, 
discouraged or overwhelmed because I'm with them the whole step of the way. I'm there for as long as it takes because I want to see this through. I want to get you to the other side. I'm not going to just leave you hanging in the middle of it. So um, I think people, you know, really feel much better after, you know, we get the process started. They realize it's not as bad as they originally thought it was going to be. Okay, that's good. So um, remember, she, she's explaining <laughs> how organization is a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. Delegate. Don't feel bad if you have to delegate. So it sounds like organization is a skill. And mm-hmm. some people are better at it than others. And if, you're, and if you're not good at it, don't be afraid to ask for help. Absolutely. that's that's self-care that's Mm -hmm. self-care that's really really good um clutter and disorganization can impact your life i need y'all to understand this it can leave you stressed embarrassed and isolated it can strain your relationship i need y'all to make sure that y'all are hearing what mckee is saying so i was on the web page and you know just kind of browsing and you know of course um i follow you on instagram and one of the things that i thought of i was like you know, wow, what, um, how much stress and strain does it take for someone to be like, okay, I, I got to call McKee. You know, <laughs> I have to call Wake Procreate because what I wrote in my notes was, um, you know, I, I can't believe that, you know, somebody would actually let you into their house with it looking like that, you know, but you, but you touched on that, you know, we get to a point where we're, we're feeling a little, you know, a little desperate. You know, um, so yeah, that's, eh. um, okay. So let me ask you this. I, I got another question here, but I want to get here before this. So we're still in the pandemic, of course, mm-hmm. but in, in the heart of the pandemic, when we were forced to spend more time at home, what revelation did that give you as far as your business goes? Well, my business actually came about because of the pandemic. I now have the time to really slow down and really think about what was important and what I kind of wanted to do with my life. I have a nine to five job, but at the same time, I wanted something for myself. I wanted to do something that um, could change lives. And so, you know, I love to organize, you know, several of my family and friends have asked me to come in and organize their spaces and stuff like that. And so a lot of them encouraged me to like, hey, you should really turn this into a business. My husband, Kyle, definitely encouraged me to like, hey, you're really good at this. I think you could really make something out of this. So I... Um, started doing a few projects with some families for free just to kind of test my, you know, get my feet wet to see if this is something that I could do long term. And they were more than accommodating and really worked with me. And they were like, McKee, you did such an amazing job. I didn't realize my space was this bad. And now that I see it, I'm completely, <laughs> I'm completely embarrassed at the way I was living before. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, all right, I can, I think I can do this. And so I started, you know, I created a website, I, you know, started doing more posts about it and I was getting, you know, a lot of great feedback and people were kind of reaching out to me by word of mouth. And so, um, that's kind of how it all started. You know, my business started because I didn't have anything else better to do. I couldn't travel. We couldn't visit family. We were just kind of stuck at home. And so I found all of this new found time on my hands. And so I decided to make the best of it. And and you're, you're, you're changing people's lives. You're changing people's lives. Um, you said that your number one goal with every client is to make their life better. Um, you impacted my household. Um, I because I, you did, you know, because, <laughs> uh, my wife, Kimberly, you know, she saw some of the things that you were doing and she was inspired, Aww. you know? So, you know, we have some, some wake, pray, create imitations, you know, in our <laughs> house, you know, so we got our, you know, mainly our kitchen, 
mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we did some things in the kitchen, got our pantry together, um, you know, and it's and it's an ongoing process. You know, Kim continues to kind of, you know, get things together here and there, um, mm-hmm. some things in our bathroom and bedroom. So you have definitely um, inspired us. And it's a huge change. Earlier today, I was in a funk. Um, and I just, I had to clean up. <laughs> so I just had to just kind of go around and go ahead and, you know, let me fold these clothes. I'm tired of looking at them. You know, let me pick this up. Let me go ahead and, and, and sweep in here, move the, move these things around. And it helped me feel better because that clutter was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it just kind of had me in a funk. Um, you're helping people reclaim their spaces. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal. So do do me a favor. Walk us through the process of reclaiming a space. What's first? Well, um, we'll, we'll just say that we I've already, you know, have a client that has signed on and so they're ready. So let's just say we're going to tackle, I don't know, we'll start with the kitchen. And so this client has a nice size kitchen, but, you know, they're not able to really prepare a meal because their countertops are filled with, you know, kitchen gadgets and mail and schoolwork and you name it. And so they really don't have a designated space to prepare a meal. Um, You know, they find themselves making multiple trips to the grocery store. You know, they have a pantry, but it's packed full of stuff. So what we would do is we would pick a space. Mostly we would probably start with the pantry and we would clear everything out. And as we're doing that, we're putting like items together. So all of our canned goods, so on and so forth. We are, of course, getting rid of things that are expired. We don't want to be feeding our families expired food and things like that. So we're setting those off to the side to throw away. If there's items that, you know, just weren't a real hit with the family, you know, you tried the recipe, it didn't work. So if they're still within their expiration date, we would try, I would try to encourage them to donate that to their local pantry. You know, a lot of people, you know, are really suffering right now because of the pandemic. They don't have, you know, jobs and stuff like that. So they rely heavily on food pantries and church charities and things like that. So I definitely would encourage them to donate those items to, you know, a local charity or a shelter or something like that. And so once we've done the decluttering and we've kind of organized and we have like items together, then we would think about, okay, so what's the order of importance in your pantry? So, you know, depending on the number of shelves, we would kind of focus on, well, this shelf can be dedicated for, let's just say snacks. If you have children and you want them to be able to grab a snack without having to come to you and you have to go get up and go in the kitchen and <laughs> go in the pantry and go to the highest shelf to get the snack, it's now at a level where the children can uh, get it themselves. We put things in order of importance, like, okay, you know, maybe we would start with snacks and then maybe move on up to breakfast maybe some um, lunch items, you know, that they can grab and stuff like that. We would try to take advantage of all of the space that's in the pantry, not just on the shelves, but if there's space on the walls. I definitely say, you know, advise a client to take advantage of that vertical space on their pantry door. We can invest in a good shelving system that way that you can store extra items on the shelf so that you can have more space on your shelves for other items. Um, Depending on, you know, their budget, we may invest in some uh, bins and baskets to kind of, you know, house uh, light products together, add some labels and things like that. Um, And then, you know, once we're done, you know, they can stand back and, you know, take pride in it. A lot of the times what happens is after they've done the decluttering process, I usually send them off go take a nap, watch TV or something and let me work my magic. So (laughs) once I've gotten a clear idea of, you know, how they want their, what's important to them in terms of creating zones and stuff, then I go ahead and apply that information and create a space that, you know, that they like, you know, and they can maintain for years to come. I'm always about making um, system simple because the simpler they are, the easier they are to maintain. When you get into complex and complex stuff, you know, people lose interest. They don't have time mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it. And so if you can make it as easy as possible, they t- they tend to stick with it much longer. So that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
reclaim your space and change your life. Just come on, get all of that 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 clutter <laughs> off of your shoulders. That's good. You know, as as you were talking, you know, and you talked about once you you finish the decluttering, you kind of send them off. You know, I, I saw Wake Procreate on like HGTV. You know, <laughs> I saw you know you just something like that. I saw that, so you know, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps you know, as Wake Pray Create grows, boom, we're going to see Wake Pray Create. Let's speak that into existence. <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. You know, so there, there's, we're going to have a, a YouTube channel for Wake Pray Create. Then next thing you know, we're going to see you all over the place. Yes. So listen, people, reclaim your space. If you need Reclaiming. help reclaiming your space, you can get in touch with McKee of Wake Pray Create. McKee, tell us one more time where we can find you. You can find me on social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Wake, Pray, Create. You can also find me on my website at wakepraycreatems.com. So she told y'all twice already. So hopefully, as you've been listening or watching, you know, you've already gone to her page and you're scrolling through and you're you're liking and sharing some of those things to your story. Okay, that 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 is that that's good stuff. I love it. Um you truly, truly are a professional. Um, your vision, the way you communicate the vision behind what you're doing, you, you said it perfectly. You know, it's simple. You know, it's a simple system and it's effective. You know, you got a great vision for it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to tell you, here's an idea. I'm, I want to throw this out to you before we move on to the next thing. Um Wait, pray, create gift cards, right? So I can give it as a birthday present or a Christmas yes. gift. You know, I got a, you know, you know, a family member who, you know, I like going to their house, but you know, sometimes yes. it's a little cluttered, you know, so I'm going to get them, hopefully their feelings don't get hurt, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going to get them a wait, pray, create gift card, you know, yeah. and then they can use their gift card and use your services. Yeah. All right. So I just wanted to throw that out to you because I thought about that earlier. I had that in my notes <laughs> as well. So you do mention you got a nine to five job along with Wait, Pray, Create. Um, is there anything that keeps you up at night? Well, what keeps me up at night is even though I love what I do, I I think about the longevity of it. It's a... This is a backbreaking job, you know, it takes a lot of patience, it takes a lot of, you know, uh, skill, but it also just takes, you know, it takes a lot out of me, you know, when I do a job, I am focused on it 100% of the way from the beginning to end, it keeps me up at night, and so for me, I wonder, like, how long can I really keep this up, you know, even though it's therapeutic for me, you know, I'm only one person. And then I think about, um, just like, am I doing enough? Even though I feel like I'm changing lives, I, sometimes I wonder like, well, you could be doing more. Maybe you need to focus on youth. Maybe you need to give back at church. Maybe you need to participate more in different little organizations, um, in your area. And, I think about those things. And then I think about, you know, well, McKee, you work so hard. Are you really going to get to enjoy life? Um, my dad, uh, I lost my dad in 2016. And he was one of the hardest working men I've ever known. And he spent his whole life working and having multiple jobs at one time. And we never really took vacations growing up. And so when he got older and he got uh, his health began to decline, he wanted to start traveling more, but because of his health, he couldn't do it. And I remember maybe a year or so before he passed away, um, he told me, he was like, McKee, I want you to plan a trip for me, plan a trip for us. And I was like, well, where do you want to go, daddy? And he's like, I want to go out of the country. He had never never been out of the country. And I was like, okay, where do you want to go? He's like, I want to go to Egypt. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you know, even if we just go and we get out of the plane and we just touch our feet on the ground and then we get back on the plane and fly back home. I want to say I went to Egypt. And I was like, okay, daddy. And then he kind of went on. He's like, you know, I've I've worked so hard and I've tried to provide a, a, 
a stable life for you and your brother and your mom. And I'm looking back over my life and I didn't enjoy it the way that I should have, you know. And I regret not taking more vacations. I regret not traveling more because now I can't do it, you know. I'm too sick. I'm too feeble to do it. And so that just really stuck with me because I don't want to be his age in my 70s looking back over my life and thinking all I did was work. So I do want to enjoy life. I do want to travel more. Um, but just kind of figuring out a way, how can I balance that with this this job, this this business that I have? Because right now it's just me. And I know eventually I'm going to have to bring in help. I'm going to have mm -hmm. to delegate because, <laughs> because I can't do it all by myself. Um, so trying to find someone that can match my my skill, match my patience, that can do it the way that I would do it, and I don't have to be there to hold their hand the whole way, um, does kind of give me a little bit of anxiety, you know, so. Yeah, that um, one that's definitely, um, it, that's real, mm -hmm. um, because we do, we Oftentimes we, we learn our work ethic from our parents. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I, I, I do believe that your father gave you great wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, um, in sharing those things with you. Um, so as you grow, you know, as you grow, um, I think you can definitely um, honor the life of your father by making sure that you make space, that you reclaim your space. Mm -hmm. as far as getting rest and mm -hmm. time to rejuvenate and travel. Um, make sure that you make it to Egypt. I will. It's on you my know. bucket list. Yeah. You know, make sure you, that you make it to Egypt. Cause I think that'll be a great thing. And, and you said it yourself. Hold on. It's in my notes. Let me, <laughs> let me find my notes. Delegation is not a bad thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. So, um, Reframe, you know, I, I know it can be a an anxiety causing thing, but I think if we kind of reframe it and we call that anxiety excitement, you know, I think it can kind of help us just a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I'm I'm excited um, about the growth, the future growth of Wake Pray Create. It's going to be good, um, and I do, you know, I believe you're going to get the chance to honor, you know, your father's life by making that trip to Egypt and then reclaiming. <laughs> you know, some of your space and all that you do. So that is excellent, McKee. All right, we're getting ready to move to the next segment. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, this next seg segment is our recommendeds, where we talk about recommended books, recommended music, recommended podcasts. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with books. What do you have on your recommended reads list? Um, right now, I am... I'm all about uh, organizing books now. I, cause I, you know, I want to, you know, make sure that I'm using the best techniques and things like that. So mm -hmm. one of my favorite mm -hmm. authors right now is Nikki Boyd. She is a black professional organizer. She has a couple of books out. She has three books out. Um, she has a YouTube channel. She's on Instagram and she really breaks it down on how she, organizes her her home life her business her office and I really enjoy um you know reading her books because she really makes it really plain really you know she breaks it down for you there's no room for confusion or you getting you know discombobulated on something she really breaks it down so I've been um, reading her books. I like them a lot. A couple of other books. I can't even think of the name of it. But I do have on my reading list, I want to read um, a book by Cicely Tyson. I ordered that. It's on my book list for the summer. Um, and I think that's about it right now. Okay. Okay. All right. What about music? What are you listening to? What do you recommend that we listen to? <laughs> well, listen, I am a 
90s R&B New Jack Swing type of girl. It is something about Anita Baker and Guy and Belle Biv DeVoe and New Edition and Heavy D and the Boys and Tony Tony Tone. It is something about that genre, that that particular era that really just gets me excited. Like after I have done decluttering, I can turn that music on and I can conquer the world. I can listen to it. I have a playlist of about 250 songs that I just play on repeat. And <laughs> there's no better decade of music. I I agree. I agree. It's like, and what I, I love what came what what kind of came out of the pandemic, these verses, these versus battles. And yes. you have all of these old school uh, entertainers coming back and it's just taking you down memory lane. It's like every single song just reminds you of a particular point in your childhood or growing up or that boyfriend or girlfriend that you had. And, yes. you know, the school dances and parties and whatnot. It's like, it's just nostalgic for me. So that's where I am at. Yeah, music is, I can hear a song and a memory, a vivid memory yeah. pops pops into my head. Did you watch the most recent verses yes. um, with Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat? Absolutely. I was thoroughly entertained. <laughs> I was thoroughly entertained. <laughs> I packed, because we came out to Houston last weekend, and I was packing and listening to that. And I just had my own little concert in the bedroom. And Kyle was like, uh, girl, what you back here doing? Having the time of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. You know, and those those guys and the crazy thing is i wasn't really a keith sweat fan growing Me up either i wasn't i thought he whined too much but right right can't sing now in my opinion <laughs> in, in my opinion the brother can't sing but he had some jams he did and i was like i have got to go back and update my playlist because i don't have a lot of keith sweat on there Right. But surprisingly, right. I knew all of the lyrics. And so <laughs> right. Right. Knew knew all of the lyrics. And then Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown is an American treasure. He is. He is just he, R&B royalty to me. Yes, he he is. He he truly is. Um New Edition is the greatest group ever. You know, I I'm, you know, and then Bobby you know, Bobby was awesome, man. Bobby Brown was awesome. So I read something earlier this morning that they're going to have a residency in Vegas. I know. I saw and, that. Yeah. And they're going to be touring again. So between the tour and Vegas, I, I got to put my eyes on New Edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been to one of their on. concerts. So it's, that is going to be added to my bucket list. Reclaim that space. <laughs> Make sure you go and see New Edition and Bobby Brown. Okay, McKee, recommended podcast. What what podcast do you listen to? What do you recommend that we listen to? Definitely the network. Um, I listen to uh, The Read with Kid Fury and Chriselle. I listen to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. I also am a huge fan of Dead Ass with uh, <laughs> Kadeem and DeVal. So yeah. those are my podcasts. Okay. Okay. Good. That's a good list right there. That's a good list. There, there's so much good content out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so much good stuff out there. Okay, McKee. This brings us to the lightning round. Oh dear. <laughs> okay. So this is this is fun. This is one of my, my my favorite things to do right here. So I got about 10 random questions. Okay. <laughs> um I'm just going to throw them out there. First thing that comes to mind, that's what I want you to give us, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Now, this first question I ask just about everybody. If you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? To be invisible. I just would love to just not be in the room and listen to what people really say when I'm not there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who is 
the messiest person you know who could use your services and won't be offended if you call him out right here? My husband, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who is the most organized person you know besides yourself? Um, my sister-in-law, uh, Rhonda. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Rhonda. All right. What is something your brain tries to make you do and you have to will yourself not to do it? Eat. Yeah. <laughs> Eat. yeah. Food is good. It is good. It is oh good. my goodness. All right. Do lucky charms work? Like good luck charms. Do they work? I don't think so. Are aliens real? I think so. What's I- your favorite subject in school? Oh, go back, go back. We rewind. Go back to the aliens. Go ahead. I am all about sci-fi. I love alien movies. I my favorite are the Alien series with Sigourney Weaver. I love Aliens Two was my absolute favorite. Um, I love anything apocalyptic that deals with aliens. I love okay, those. okay. Um, a really good movie that I just watched was The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt that just re- was released on Amazon. Okay. I watched it a couple of nights ago. It was really good, really good. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I I kind of like to believe that there is, you know, life beyond, you know, our world. You know. Yeah. I mean, nothing is too well. I don't think it's far fetched. Let me ask you this: Did you watch Lovecraft Country? I did. What did you think about it? It was a heavy show. I Definitely enjoyed. heavy. Um, I think I need to read the book. I want to mm, read the book. It's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because I loved it. I'm, I, I was kind of disappointed they didn't bring back a second season. Yeah. But that first season was so heavy. I, I had to watch it twice. You know, I had yeah. to go back and watch it twice because I was like, okay, this is heavy. Okay. All right, let's keep running. Here we go. Okay. Favorite subject in school? History. What social media platform do you use the most? Instagram. Are you an organ donor? Yes. What's the opposite of a penguin? (laughs) (laughs) A penguin? Uh, (laughs) Um... I don't know, a, a whale? I don't know. A I don't seal. A, a seal? Okay, okay. All right, bonus question. Who made the first move? You or your husband? My husband. Okay, and that was the lightning round. See? Pretty painless. <laughs> wasn't too bad, was it? It wasn't. All right, see? All right. So this brings us to our last segment. It is called You Didn't Ask. You Didn't Ask. This is the segment in which you get to share unsolicited advice that nobody asked for, but you're going to give it to us anyway. So what do you have for you didn't ask? I would say my unsolicited advice is get into some counseling. I feel I am a, a huge advocate of mental health. It is, um, I work in that profession and It is so beneficial to you becoming the best, your best self. Um, We as a people, especially in the black community, you know, mental health is such a taboo and we have been raised and it has been ingrained in us to um, just pray away, take it to God, leave it at the altar and everything will work itself out. And I just don't believe in that. I think that you can still love God and still attend church and also have a therapist at the same time. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Lights and walls. Amen. Lights and walls. You can have both. You know, 
I think that just like God put doctors and surgeons and all of these medical professionals on this earth, he did the same for therapists and social workers and counselors. He put these people here as a tool to help you get through whatever is impacting your life negatively. We have suffered so many different traumas, you know, the way we grew up, what we have witnessed probably in the last four or five years, just the things that we've seen with the racial injustices that we've encountered. Mm-hmm. We need some therapy. Like that stuff yes. doesn't go away. And so I always tell, you know, family and friends that I see struggling, hey man, get into some therapy. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't, you don't need to be embarrassed by it. Get into some counseling. It will make a world of difference. You know, I have had it throughout my life. Um, My husband has had to go through therapy when he lost his dad, you know, and it's really something that we think is very beneficial. It's, you know, we need it. It's, it's a need. Just like you need to go to the doctor for your physical health. You need to have a mental, a mental professional that can help you when you are feeling overwhelmed or that you are feeling, um, you don't feel like yourself. You're weighed down with, you know, work and life and, you know, whatever's going on it's okay to have a mental therapist and you can do it now. You don't have to go and sit on somebody's couch. You can do it out of the comfort of your home, you know, with telecommuting, uh, teleservices, you can talk on the phone, all kinds. There's so many avenues that are available now that where you don't have to leave the comfort of your home to get help. So that's my unsolicited advice. That's good. That's good. You know, the, the recurring theme so far in in season two of the network has been mental health. Absolutely. Um, it has been dealing with trauma. So um, we're definitely going to make sure that we go back and, and then we touch on some of these things because it is very important that we heal. One of the ways that you can begin healing is by reclaiming your space. Absolutely. So make sure that you declutter. Organizing is a skill. If you're not good at it, get some help. Find somebody who can help you who is good at it. We just heard from a professional, right? We just we just heard from McKee Sykes of Wake, Pray, Create, MS. Um, she is absolutely outstanding. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been The Network. This is our attempt at recreating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. Each interview, we're building a network of talented professionals, even in the organizational arena, that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is designed to help the mental, physical, spiritual, and financial health of Black people living in and traveling through America. I'm Michael Prejean. This has been McKee Sykes. McKee, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Y'all subscribe to the network. You never know. You might need it. McKee, thank you again. God bless you. Thank you for having me.